Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini. Good afternoon for your Friday, June 1st, or July 1st, excuse me, 2022, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremation, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. Spencer Twinick, Verzellini, and Avery Newport, happy to have you with us uh, on this eve of a holiday weekend here in America, 4th of July on Monday. We will be off no show Monday, but Sunday we will have some American Legion baseball action. That will be at P.O. Faulkner Park at 12 p.m. and 11.40 pregame show on radio, TV, and YouTube as Vienna, Virginia Post 180 comes to town. Again, that is a 12 noon start and a uh, 11.40 pregame show. And this Vienna team, Nick, is for where they are. It's a very baseball-rich area there in northern Virginia. Uh, they're very good squad don't see if they won last night or not uh let me double check down here they did they get the win three nothing uh over mclean virginia post 270 Uh, i believe they're uh 10 and one on the season now yeah it is a thanks avery for turning on my mic but uh yeah it is a um vienna team that is pretty talented we've seen a lot of talent out of this berkeley post 14 team as well so um they continue to bring you know good teams into po faulkner park and put on good performances and what we saw the other day was a dominating performance against blue ridge um i don't expect that on sunday expect a much closer game probably get the full nine innings probably see uh some good pitching uh, as they have several guys going d2 and d3 out of that team and uh it's a pretty even matchup i think and it should be a a, uh, another great game it definitely should be a great game and uh some things are uh obviously we talked a little bit yesterday when we had uh, manager trip tobin on a lot of moving parts here over the next few weeks uh, as you know some teams got to make up uh in in division games or in, I guess, uh, whatever you want to call those exactly. But uh, no second game on Sunday. Originally was scheduled a doubleheader uh, with Waynesboro out of uh, Pennsylvania. That game now Tuesday, 7 p.m. Unfortunately, we will not be able to have that broadcast for you as uh, we will be doing Little League 5 and 7.30 that night. And then on Wednesday, they play Winchester or Warrington Post 72. Unfortunately, we can't have that game as well due to uh, the district tournament wrapping up in Oatsdale Park for Little League. Next Sunday, right now, it's looking like it'll be Leesburg Post 34 again. Uh, talking with Trip Tobin yesterday after the show. Um, they're still trying to figure out a venue for that. Uh, they were looking to have something pretty cool. Unfortunately, this morning got the text that that fell through. Uh, so right now it's kind of still to be determined. Uh, Nick, you will be on vacation during that one. Uh, but uh, as the season winds down here for Berkeley post-14, uh, it should be a good rest of the season. And, you know, potentially this area tournament's going to be a best two out of three with uh, Berkeley post-14 and another team within the area, I believe. Uh, I've got – that's what I heard from Trip Tobin the other day. Yeah, I think um... – 
you know, Berkeley Post 14 has a great chance to make it to the state tournament. Um, we see the Eastern Panhandle talent on their roster. And I think having that group of players, it's, you know, pretty much high school guys, but a few guys or guys that just graduated high school and a few guys that are in college currently and a few guys that will return for high school season next year, but they have a lot of talent on that roster. Uh, they seem to be putting things together, and I think they're getting great production from everybody on the team right now. And we mentioned Trevor Bohr yesterday. You know, his high school season didn't go probably the way he wanted it to, I think, when you look at his numbers. But he's off to an excellent start uh, so far for them in a Legion play. So, um, you know, everybody's playing at a high level on that team, and uh, they're they're ready to go. And I think they keep playing these tune-up games They'll be in a good position uh, for the area tournament and an eventual possible run in a state tournament. Yeah, they got some really good experience, I think, in the in the game that we called Nick on on Wednesday. Uh, again, the the circumstances surrounding that game were uh, a little odd because they were supposed to play the the Legion team from Kingwood, and uh, the schedule got changed around last minute, and they ended up playing the team from Blue Ridge who uh, had some college talent on that team. You know, um, uh, Bodie Pullen, one of the one of the players on that Blue Ridge team, is going to play for Shepard next year. And uh, they had some good high school experience as well, being that most of the players on that team were from James Wood, who are one of the better teams in Virginia. So um, certainly, you know, the, the final score I don't think reflects what the, uh, the true competition level was like in that game. Um, you know, just uh, um, some unfortunate breaks uh, – happened to the uh to the generals in that game but you know i I think that game is really going to help them uh for the remainder of their season again nick as you said it's a good way to stay in playing shape you know get to see what what other teams are looking like and uh you know continue the the hot streak that they're on they're a 12 win team at this point and um they've they've played some pretty good competition and hopefully that's gonna prepare them pretty well Yeah, definitely. I think it will as well. But we have now hit the first break of the day. Segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford. Revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. After this two-minute break, we'll be joined by Shepard Rams Athletic Director Chauncey Wimbush. They're electing. They have announced that three will be inducted into their Hall of Fame. We'll get the breakdown of those three members coming up after this two-minute break with Athletic Director Chauncey Wimbush on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. In a long time Till I bumped into some of your friends Over there Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepard Rams quarterback Tyson Bajant. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axel Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new 
car, signed, sealed, and delivered from Hagerstown Ford. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. What do you get when the longest, hardest, widest runway in the state of West Virginia is asked to host the 250th birthday of Berkeley County? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness an afternoon of fun, music, and finish with the largest fireworks show worthy of a 250-year-old. Visit Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport on Sunday, July 3rd with gates opening at 2.50 p.m., of course. We'll have food trucks, libation, and something for all ages as we celebrate Berkeley 250. Go to berkeleywv250.com and click on events to get the full lineup of fun. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back into this July 1st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. You hear the Shepherd fight song right there. That means uh, we're now joined by somebody from Shepherd. That is Vice President for Athletics Chauncey Wimbush, and it's a special occasion because they've announced they're adding three to their Athletic Hall of Fame, and as they call it, the terrific trio. Chad Broadwater, a football player, class of 98. Rick Hutterly, a men's swimmer from class of 65, and Glenn Edwards, class of 1974 from men's tennis. We're now joined by Chauncey Wimbush, and uh, Obviously, uh, a Hall of Fame is is such a great thing to have, and now your Athletic Hall of Fame with this number will be up to 162. Uh, what did these three guys bring to the table that were surefire Hall of Famers for in your guys' eyes? You know, for the committee, it's always a, a difficult decision, but, you know, when we're going through all of the applicants, you know, obviously you want to make sure that um, – whoever is being recognized had a very, very successful career from an athletic standpoint. And then, you know, maybe you take a look at some of the things that they had an opportunity to achieve off the field as well. But, you know, if you're getting inducted into any Hall of Fame, you certainly need to have the stats to back it up. Chauncey, uh, what goes into the election process for the Hall of Fame for Shepard? So we have a committee of, of five. Um, it's made up of myself, uh, Chip Ranson, our sports information director. And then we have three other members um, from outside the, the university. And we're fortunate enough to have three former Shepherd University student athletes that um, are part of the committee. And we literally review all of the applicants. We take a look at their stats. We take a look at, you know, any kind of successes, again, that they've had um, post uh, graduation, and then you know we try to make a decision on who de- who's the most deserving to be in the hall, and then you know we obviously want to make sure that we are are diverse as well. So you know we can't just put all basketball players in or all football players. We want to make sure that our Hall of Fame is made up of a wide variety of um, sports uh, former sports stu- uh, superstars. Chauncey, how difficult was it to uh, narrow down the three players that were inducted into the Hall of Fame this year? Were there other 
uh, candidates that were being considered? Uh, what was kind of that um, that process like? Yeah, I mean, we get to we actually get together as a committee and we have dinner and we it's a working dinner and um, we have applications, all the applications for the different um, folks that have been um, submitted for um, for this honor. And, you know, we just talk amongst ourselves and try and make sure, again, that um, we're taking a look at all the relevant aspects of somebody that would be deserving. So, you know, there's long discussions about, you know, some, some were, you know, kind of surefire. It, it totally makes sense based on the success that they have. And, you know, it's a cordial, cordial, cordial um, discussion. And, you know, we came together and thought that Mr. Bradwater, Mr. Huntley and Mr. Edwards were, um, you know, certainly worthy for this year. And when you talk specifically uh, about each each person here, you know, looking at Brad, Broadwater there, he finished his career as the uh, football program's all-time leading leader in pass completions, pass attempts, passing yards, passing touchdowns, and total offense. And they, he helped win the WVIAC champion, uh, championships in 94 and 97. Obviously, that's just a surefire there to be a Hall of Famer in, in your eyes probably, right, Chauncey? Tur- correct. You know, I know Chad personally. We actually um, played together for a couple of years when I was when I was a student athlete here. And he just again, he had great success. As you said, he led, um, you know, in so many different categories um, during his time here. And it just made uh, obviously a lot of sense for him to be inducted. And, you know, the same goes for, you know, for Rick and for Glenn as well. Chauncey, uh, what specifically would you say uh, contributed to the other two Hall of Famers going in? So when we were talking about about Glenn, um, you know, he had tremendous success as a individual swimmer um, when he was here swimming in, in Sarah, at Sarah Cree Hall. You know, he had eight individual conference titles and was a part of you know, three relay um, conference championships as well. He was a, a member of three WVIC championship teams. So, again, he had definitely great stats to back up his induction into the Hall of Fame. And then, obviously, the same goes for, for Glenn as well. He was a three-time um, team captain. He had success as um, an, in, an individual as well. And, you know, that's really what it takes at the end of the day to be inducted into the Hall of Fame here at Shepard. Chauncey, the ceremony to uh, induct these three members will be on October 7th at 7 p.m. Can you tell our listeners how they can tune in, how they can get tickets to come to the event? Sure. At um, some point prior to October 7th, probably you know, a month out, a month and a half out, we'll certainly be putting out information on um, how tickets can be purchased to the event. So it's a little early to to share specific information about it. But, you know, for anybody that's listening that might be interested, um, we certainly will have information about that um, prior to the event. And then we obviously you know, send um, specific invitations to all of our current Hall of Famers, and hopefully they'll come back and help celebrate um, this trio being inducted on that evening. 
Chauncey Wimbush, our guest, vice president for athletics at Shepherd. And why we have you here, I just happened to uh, check through some stuff a year ago today on the uh, the show Miller Time. At the time, it was the big topic at hand was the uh, name, image, likeness. And I uh, remember catching at the end of that show that uh, you ended up being on on the second one day later uh, to talk about what it meant for D2. What's the last year been like for the NIL across that you've noticed at Shepard? You know, to be perfectly honest with you, it's still been pretty quiet. I think um, at our level, um, folks are still trying to kind of wrap their arms around it, you know, make sure that we have a really good understanding about the process, which I certainly think that we do. Um, As an administration, we are not allowed to go out and uh, solicit NIL deals for our student-athletes. So, you know, what we've tried to do is try to make sure that our student-athletes understand the opportunities that they have, and then if we're able to support them with regards to questions, you know, that's certainly what we've um, tried to do. So a hands-off to an extent, but making sure that if there are any of our student-athletes that um, have interest or have the ability to do it, making sure that, you know, we are abreast of the situation so that we're doing everything um, above board at the end of the day. Last one, Chauncey. Uh, does Shepherd Athletics have anything coming up that people should know about that you want to promote? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I believe on Saturday, June, is it July 30th, we're having a um, – an event in support of the Shepherd football program. It's going to be at the firehouse. It's a, a bingo event. Uh, so that should be a lot of fun. And then on Friday, um, August 5th at the Bavarian Inn, we're having our fourth annual Ram Fest. It's basically the athletic department and the coaches coming together with uh, local business um, leaders, as well as, you know, anybody that's interested in, in being a part of the Ram Fest event. And that is a fundraiser and support of Shepherd Athletics generally. And that's always a nice event at the Bavarian Inn. Shepherd Vice President for Athletics, Chauncey Wimbush, our guest. Thanks for the time, Chauncey, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you, guys. That was Chauncey Wimbush thanking him for coming on. Kind of last minute, texted him yesterday, kind of late afternoon. Uh, but uh, Athletic Hall of Fame inducting three. And uh, one of those people we actually worked with recently and didn't initially notice it, uh, Glenn Edwards. He is the head coach for the swim program at Jefferson High School. Yeah, very cool. Do we see him at the uh, the swim meet that we covered? Yeah, Come he's on, the, nice. yeah, yeah. He's the one that uh, kind of – Gave us a bunch of information to help us with that event. That's awesome. Well, yeah. congratulations to him. Then. Congratulations cool. to him and the other two that are getting inducted on Friday, October 7th. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store. Not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding. Outdoor living. It is family owned and operated right here in Martinsburg, West Virginia at 360 Hack Wilson Lake. Go to Orsini's.com for more. On the other side of this break, uh, we've got a lot of a lot to get into last night began the nba uh free agency tampering legal tampering period where they could uh, players could come to agreements we'll talk about all that more breaking news with that next after this two minute break hi this is lauren from orsini's right here in martinsburg grilling is not just for the boys we are a platinum traeger dealer carrying the pro series all the way up to the timberline series We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, 
not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. An important community announcement concerning COVID-19 testing. Beginning June 18th, the drive through COVID-19 testing site on the WVU Medicine Berkeley Medical Center campus will be closed. New walk-in COVID-19 community testing sites will be available instead at all three WVU Medicine Urgent Care locations in Charlestown, Inwood, and Spring Mills, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Tests require a physician's order for symptomatic patients. Results available in 24 hours on WVU MyChart accounts. No appointment necessary. Morgan Volunteer Fire Department Carnival is August the 30th through September the 3rd this year with free admission. Enjoy the fun of this year's carnival with an amazing selection of rides, live music from great local artists, live auctions, contests, and the usual assortment of mouth-watering delicious food. Discounted ride wristbands and ride and food voucher combos are available in advance. The carnival is located at 10166 Winchester Grade Road in beautiful Berkeley Springs. Find out more about this fun event at firemanscarnival.com. That's firemanscarnival.com. I'm Matthew Foldy, and I approve this message. Paid for by Matthew Foldy for Congress. This is Governor Larry Hogan. One-party government in Washington is hurting Americans across the country. Inflation is out of control. Crime is on the rise. People are fed up. That's why it's essential that we elect strong, common-sense conservatives to Congress. Conservatives like Matthew Foldy. Matthew Foldy represents a new generation of conservative leadership. He fought with us to take on the one-party monopoly in Annapolis, and I trust him to hold the career Washington politicians accountable. Matthew Foldy gets results. As a conservative investigative reporter, he exposed corruption across the federal government. He will bring honesty and integrity to Washington while making sure our voice is heard. So please join me in supporting Matthew Foldy for Congress in Maryland's 6th Congressional District. Early voting runs from July 7th to July 14th, and Election Day is July 19th. Learn more at www.matthewfoldy.com. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Uh, we've got a lot to get into NBA topics-wise. That's why uh, we're here, this segment, third segment, already starting. And uh, apologies to our TV 10 audience watching live. We uh, had to cut out there uh, due to the uh, thunderstorm warning in the area. And uh, that's now back to us live. But that'll, that will welcome us back in here. Uh, Wizards. We knew it was coming, uh, but Wizards and Bradley Beal come to an agreement for that five-year projected $251 million Supermax contract. It's projected. Didn't know this until last night. Read up a little bit on it. It's projected Supermax contract because the total salary number is a is uh, will be 35% of the salary cap and future cap numbers obviously have yet to be determined. It'll keep him with the Wizards through his age 30, 30, excuse me, 33 season. That final year, 26 to 27, is a player option worth an estimated $57.1 million. Uh, the Wizards also re-signed reserve power forward Anthony Gill for a two-year contract, and they came to terms with uh, former Hawks shooting guard DeLon Wright on a two-year $16 million deal. So they made some moves last night. 
They made more than re-signing Bradley Beal. They got maybe well, a depth I guy. Mean, they, no. they got a depth guy. They they got guys. <laughs> they That's got a depth it. guy. Yeah. If, if they get desperate, they can throw Anthony Gill and Dolan right on there, but they're not going to provide much. I think... Uh, yeah, but Anthony Gill is loved by the coaching staff in the front okay, office. Great. His leadership and work ethic really there, so... What's he done mm-hmm. on the court? Just not very much. Telling you why he got re-signed. Um, but I knew Bradley Beal was coming back. I'm, I'm happy that it's official now, and we'll kind of just see where this team goes. I think there is some talent there in Washington with Porzingis, obviously Beal, uh, Kuzma. You know, and they have some nice young draft picks that have worked out pretty well. So, uh. Again, I don't think the Wizards are a championship team necessarily, but this is good to see Bradley Beal back. I think they can be a playoff team again, uh, but they're going to need to stay healthy, and that will be a big key for them this year. But um, I like what they did with the trade for Morris and Will Barton that went down the other day. I think that was a solid two acquisitions to their team, and they are trying to do more, I think, to get that guard depth. Uh, which is important for them because they are a very forward-heavy team, uh, and their guards really weren't very talented, as we saw once Bradley Beal went down. They really didn't have another guard around, especially trading Dinwiddie as well. They really didn't have that there, and they were able to acquire that earlier this week, I think, with getting Barden and Morris in here. So we'll see. I mean, I'm happy that it's official on Bradley Beal, and I don't know how long he'll actually be in Washington but it looks like he's going to at least there's play a, the majority of his career there. There's a lot to unpack there. Uh, if you're watching any of the national pundits last night talking about this this deal, obviously for Beal, the money right there and shows loyalty. Uh, for the team, the fact that you're going to have to overpay to bring back you know, a guy that could garner pretty good contract from somewhere else not as big as you were going to give him obviously uh, i think it was a hundred less million dollars or 80 less million dollars he could sign in a year elsewhere. less too and yeah. a year less uh but for a guy like bradley beal um you know just staying with the wizards has been something that kind of just shows his loyalty but you know I, i've seen last night uh some i can't remember who it was maybe it was kendrick perkins he was saying that Bradley Beal is just another player at this point. If he's well, going to stay with I, the Wizards and not try to go get a get a ring, uh, I I mean I think that's kind of a dismissal of of Brad Beal. I mean we, you know, let's not forget that uh, he was a thirty point per game scorer not too long ago. I mean two three years ago he was yeah, but the Wizards back. aren't going anywhere. That's what he's that's the ultimate. Basically, what he was saying is he's signing back with the Wizards and he's going to take a bunch of the salary, but the Wizards probably aren't going anywhere because they're already in the luxury tax with his contract that puts them in the luxury tax. What The team's not even contending. They yeah. don't have enough guys. Like, if you're going to go in the luxury tax, at least be a team like Boston or the Lakers or, you know, a, a contending team, and they're not one of them. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if that's the, the point he was making, then yeah, I agree because. Uh, you know the Wizards have they've done well in terms of drafting younger guys and developing younger guys but they're not a contending team at the moment the Russell Westbrook trade a couple years ago that experiment uh, didn't particularly work yeah it was a good trade but for Russell Westbrook in a first round pick right but in terms of of sustained success of keeping that you know of keeping him in town he was gone after one season and uh 
you know, it got them a what an eight seed in the playoffs and a first round exit. So yeah, but I don't think that trade was made necessarily for success. I think it was more so made because the new wall was coming off of injuries, and they saw Westbrook win it out of Houston. They felt like they could maybe contend for a year as an eight seed. I don't. I don't think that was a long term planned trade, and they ended up making a good flip. I think with the Lakers and getting some of the talent off of their team, and then. Uh, most of that talent is gone now, but you, you keep Kuzma around. So there is some young talent. I think in terms of this deal and, and why Bradley Beal comes back, I mean, it is weird to me that he doesn't want to go chase a championship, but I kind of respect it in a lot more ways because we have a guy like Kevin Durant who, who as soon as things go wrong for him, he's like, all right, trade me. And, and he has the power to do that. And Bradley Beal has stuck it out, so you got to respect that part of his game. Yeah, I agree with that too. But, um, I mean, boy, how about this Kevin Durant news? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get to that, just saw something come across. We knew it was going to happen, but the contract figure a lot lower, but I guess it makes sense. Uh, John Wall officially signs with the Clippers. Uh, Two-year, $13.2 million deal. Uh, for the Clippers, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I think with the so. potential you could get out of John Wall if he can be who if he he's healthy, be. it's a probably a really good deal because he averaged twenty and six point nine assists per game uh, last time he was playing for the Rockets. But the thing is, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. So yeah. And then one more uh, note thing to note here: uh, local regional news, I guess you'd say. Former WVU guard Javon Carter will play his fifth NBA season in the same city that his fourth season ended. According to Shams, Shams last night of the Athletic, Carter and the Bucks have agreed on a two-year contract to uh, come back and return to Milwaukee. Um, he's you know he's played for a few teams during his career, but uh, just the fact that he's got get that gets that contract to re-sign says a lot about the player he is as a depth player and coming from WVU. He's definitely made a solid living in the NBA. Uh, been on some really good teams too. Was on the Suns for a good bit there and now he's on the box so yeah now we can talk about kevin durant just wanted to get that wvu connection in there uh just because i know a lot of people listening wanted to probably would probably want to hear that uh kevin durant requests a trade uh he's kind of just i don't want to be here anymore let me go request another trade saw some comparisons last night as this is kind of like the uh, ncaa's transfer portal once you don't like it you just jump in the portal once he doesn't want it he doesn't like it anymore he's jumping to a trade request uh, Nick has wizards in question marks here. Don't I don't want that to be done again. I was watching SVP last night on Sports Center, and he somebody uh, somebody said that. But uh, who I sent that text to you guys, right? That the wizards could be a. Uh, I sent that to you guys, right? He's not coming to Washington. Yes, you did. Uh, but he's not coming to Washington. He has no interest in returning home. Bobby Marks said the Wizards are a wild card for KD okay. on SV on SC with SVP last night. That's what I sent you guys. Where well, do we think he's going? Potentially have some assets that if they wanted to give him up, I think they could maybe pull off a Kevin Durant trade. Maybe. I mean, it's not. <laughs> I kind but of. Was, I don't think he's coming to Washington. I was kind of talking myself into it earlier that it might be a possibility because, I mean, the Wizards have a lot of young guys. Like we were talking before the show, like. Throw Johnny Davis in a trade, you know. Throw some some younger dudes in there. If you put Kuzma, Davis, and Corey Kispert, maybe even Hachimura. I mean, that could definitely that's, get. That's not a bad Kevin package. That, that's not not a bad package. You pair him up with Beal, and uh, you've got a really formidable one-two punch there. Um, 
But you know, I that's I even with those assets, you know, I don't know. It still doesn't seem likely because Washington is not the would market you want either. To also, give up all that for a guy that probably doesn't want to go to the Wizards because they're not one of the teams that he's listed. Yeah. So I, I don't think that will happen. Um, but it is always something interesting to talk about. DC fans want Kevin Durant to come home and, and play for the Wizards, but I don't think he ever really has any intention to. If it was ever going to happen, it was back in 2016 when the Wizards actually had a formidable playoff team that was kind of missing one more superstar-ish player when they had Wall and Beal playing in their prime. Uh, I mean, Beal's still in his prime, but Wall probably isn't anymore. Uh, And the Wizards went all in on it, and it didn't even come close to happening. So I think Durant will end up... mm, I think he'll end up in Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. I think, I think Phoenix is, is, is going to happen. Phoenix is is a spot he definitely could could go to. Yeah, that's the top uh, destination that he prefers. That's of the teams that he listed to the Nets. That was the number one team, and I don't blame him. You know, because they were by record the best team in the league last year. They had Chris Paul. They have Devin Booker, who uh, also just a part of all the free agent frenzy, just signed a supermax extension with the Suns. So he'll be back there long term. And, um, you know, they will not have DeAndre Ayton, most likely. They will probably find a trade partner for him. But, you know, you keep that core of Paul and Booker there. They still have some great uh, depth pieces. Uh, uh, Jay Crowder, uh, Mikael Bridges, among others. So they'll certainly still be a formidable team next year. And if you put KD into that lineup, then I think they're right back into that 55-plus win conversation right away. Um, Again, this is a team that... We can't forget, just two years ago, they were two wins away from an NBA championship. And KD has championship experience. He's one of the best, if not the best, scorers on the planet. Um, And even though he has injury problems when he's healthy, he can still provide so much to a team. So, yeah, I think Phoenix would would really make sense for him. Um, But there are other teams, too. Miami, Philly were, uh, were among the teams he listed. So... Uh, a lot of interesting uh, possible combinations there. Well, and you mentioned the Suns. They just signed Devin Booker to a uh, four-year, $224 million Supermax extension. Uh, so how much does that play into are they going to be able to get him or not? Yeah, I think they could still figure out a way to get him. Um, I think DeAndre Aiden being traded there in exchange with maybe even Bridges uh, could bring back KD. I think I – think and, and some draft picks as well. You know, Phoenix has good young players because they were uh, so bad for so long. Yeah. But now they're really good. And uh, I, I think they'd be able to pull it off. I'm interested to see, you know, what happens with Kyrie because obviously the Nets are going into a rebuild, it seems like. Um, you know, does he end up somewhere? The Lakers were the only team that had showed interest before. And somebody had thrown out the idea of, you know Westbrook and AD for Kyrie and Kevin Durant, and I just don't see how that would benefit the Nets at all. So I don't see that happening. Uh, but in terms of salary cap, it, it would I think work out. But I don't think the Nets would do that. I think they want young players and draft picks more so than just getting rid of these guys because they don't want to be there. Yeah, and Kyrie kind of adds an interesting wrinkle too because you know he just accepted his player option, so it's not like a multi-year deal we're talking about here. You know, 
it's it's a one year kind of thing, and um, that's one year thirty six and a half million dollars. Yeah, so that that's going to take up a big chunk of of your cap there, and you know there was no real interest for him on the trade market before he accepted his option before he opted in. So I don't know. This is a very bizarre situation with the Nets because you have one guy who, for all intents and purposes, kind of seems like he's locked in there in Kyrie. There's no team in the league that wants to take him, but he's already opted in. Except the Lakers, true. But (laughs) But they don't want anything that the Lakers would offer back. Right. Yeah. And then you have KD, who's disgruntled, who wants out, who's already demanded a trade. And it seems like your two-star players are kind of going in conflicting directions here. And... That's a very odd situation because if you surround the roster in Brooklyn around Kyrie, if he supposedly stays with a bunch of young guys, then what are they? They're not a playoff team, most likely, but they're also not a tanking team. They're not a bottom feeder. So they're just kind of like hanging around in like the play in area, I guess, if Kyrie stays and they just have, you know, like Nick Claxton being their second leading scorer or something. Like, I don't know. That that's a peculiar situation. I feel like they either got to keep both of those guys or or get rid of them cuz you know, keeping Kyrie and trading KD elsewhere uh just I don't know, that creates a very odd situation roster-wise. It definitely does. Now let's move over to the Knicks. They uh last night come to an agreement with free agent guard Jalen Brunson a 4-year, 104 million dollar contract. Uh this deal includes a player option on the final season, and he's the first player in NBA history to sign a $100 million-plus deal with a new team despite having never been never been voted as an All-Star. Yeah, this seems like a pretty classic Knicks move to me. Um, yeah, the Knicks have been known for the last 20-plus years to make a lot of really terrible personnel decisions, uh, both all really in, in just drafting, signing players, and... Uh, Hiring executives and coaches and et cetera. This morning, they uh, agreed to re-sign free agent center Mitchell Robinson four-year, sixty million dollar deal. Uh, he's the twenty eighteen second round pick, and turned out to be a gem of that draft for the Knicks after first round pick Kevin Knox failed to pan out. Yeah, so you know Robinson is a nice depth he's piece. Back. He uh, he didn't play a whole lot last year. Um, kind of conceded some center minutes to uh, to. Uh, other guys on the roster, Obi Toppin and um, uh, I'm Nerlens Noel. So who just got traded? Yeah. So I, the Knicks are I don't know <laughs> they're they're a mess. They've always been a mess. Julius Randle will likely not play another season for them. They'll probably have to find a trade partner for him as well. Um, yeah, I don't I don't see it. I mean, you know. Derrick Rose is probably on his way out too. Like a lot of these pieces that were on the team two years ago when they made the playoffs during the shortened season uh, are probably not going to be around very much longer. And then you decide to spend big money on a guy in Jalen Brunson who showed a lot of scoring potential last year as kind of a co-star with Luka Doncic in Dallas, but has not shown all-star potential, has not shown all-NBA potential and uh, for his career, a guy who's only averaged 12 points a game was only a 16 points per game scorer last year. So, I don't know. Is he really worth that much? Like, he had a good postseason, sure. But 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That seems very nixed to me to, to the sign NBA a guy. Is just overpaying everybody. Yeah, they are. Uh, speaking of paying people, uh, Denver Nuggets star Nikola Jokic agrees to a five-year, two hundred seventy million dollars supermax extension. That's the richest extension in NBA history. He'll return to the Nuggets. Uh, he's but he's probably deserving of a two-time MVP. Uh, he'll be there. He has now secured to the Nuggets for a total of six years, three hundred three million. Yeah, it's a lot of money, uh, but you know, if if you look at that that move in just terms of like, is Nikola Jokic the best player ever? So does he deserve the most money? No, but I mean, money goes up, and it's like that's just kind of how it works out. He he was available at the right time to sign that contract, but back to back MVPs, you're going to demand a lot of money. So, uh, not too, I guess. Concerning I think there, be, I think I think it's a right about. I think it should be noted too that the Nuggets had a ton of injury issues last year. Jamal Murray yeah, missed yeah. the whole season, and he practically carried that team by himself to a playoff spot all year. When without him, they probably would have been a bottom feeder for sure. So, yeah, I think it's very deserving. He's even with two MVPs. I think he's still kind of underrated as to like how really good he is. Yeah, and speaking of somebody that's good and starting to become good just still in his rookie contract john moran agrees to a five-year extension worth up to 231 million with the grizzlies the all nba guard has agreed to a designated rookie extension likely worth up to 231 million he made the nba all second team and uh i think that's a solid contract extension for him i mean it's the designated rookie extension so uh he's going to stay with his club and you know he's a he's a great young star I really like what they're building in Memphis. They've got a great young team, and uh, I think they severely overperformed expectations this year. I thought, you know, that they would probably be a an eight seed or a seven seed, kind of a lower tier playoff team. But they exploded. Ja had a great season. Their young core just really developed super quickly. Uh, Jaron Jackson became a, a capable starter and one of the best defenders in the league. And they made a really wise trade for Stephen Adams too. So. They soup. They really accelerated their um, their their rebuild, and they became a great team almost overnight. So, yeah, I love this move for the Grizzlies. They're super exciting, really fun team to watch, and uh, Jaws just one of the most explosive players in the league. So, I I love this deal for him. Yeah, Zion's about to get paid too. So, yeah, uh, all that. Contract news coming out as well. Chicago Bulls and Zach Levine agreed a five-year, $215 million max contract extension. Carl uh, Anthony Towns signs a Supermax with the Wolves, uh, with the Timberwolves there. And uh, other news coming out, is it Yosef Nurkic? Yusuf Nurkic. Yusuf Nurkic agrees to a four-year, $70 million deal to stay with the Trailblazers. Uh, he averaged 15 points, 11 rebounds a game last year. Uh, so a lot of NBA news coming up. We'll break it down next week as well. Um, and uh, next week, next Tuesday at 12.15, I believe, 12.15 or 12.30, uh, we'll break down the Wizards moves with NBC Sports Washington Wizards reporter Andrew Gillis. Uh, but obviously, all this NBA... Maybe we'll be breaking down Kevin Durant on the Wizards. I mean, that's that'll be... Wishful thinking. Yeah, I don't... I'm, you do you if you want to think that. But that'll do for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kent Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, wrap things up. Uh, college football realignment not over yet. And uh, 
Somebody's getting paid big money today, as he has and will do for the next uh, 13 years. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break when we wrap things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix. Four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states. Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. After a two-year COVID break, Valley Guns 2 is having their seventh annual sidewalk sale on July 2nd. Browse 108 feet of sale and clearance items, such as Smith & Wesson handguns like the MP2.0 40 caliber full-size semi-auto and the MP2.0 compact or the Model 60 Pro Series and 442 revolver. It's the seventh annual sidewalk sale at Valley Guns 2, exit 5 off I-81 Inwood, West Virginia. Find out more at valleyguns2.com. At Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths, we ensure your home is both beautiful and functional. We've been taking care of our neighbors for over 25 years. We specialize in kitchen and bathroom remodeling from start to finish, from design until installation. Whether it's countertops, cabinets, backsplashes, or full baths, we've got you covered. Custom work done with care. We are Mountaineer Kitchens and Baths. a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on into Enter and Exit today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV10. Welcome back to this Friday, July 1st edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV10. Brought to you by the Mayor's Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices right here in Martinsburg at 1270 Winchester Avenue. Spencer Dupuy, Avery Newport, and Nick Verzellini hanging out with you today. Got about uh, five and a half minutes left in today's show. I guess uh, for those wondering, the FM tower has been knocked off the air due to the storm. Uh, just got a text from Jim Klein. You went off the air. Maybe you know, but I think the storm knocked you. Uh, the FM tower has been knocked out. The AM probably will go rather soon, but you can always tune in TV 10 and uh, on our online stream as well and on Facebook. Sorry, just replying to him there, but... Uh, as we wrap things up on this edition, uh, UCLA and USC uh, college realignment is not done yet. No, this it is, is not done yet. Yeah, I, I don't like this at all. I think it keeps extending, and it used to be you know regions and stuff like that. For yeah, each now conference. Now Maryland's going to play. I'm going to have to go to California twice. Yeah, as of 
upcoming Maryland student, I never thought that I would be uh, potentially covering Maryland-USC conference matchups. Yeah, a conference matchup. Um, yeah, just really crazy stuff. I mean, the move, of course, was, was done because of monetary reasons. You know, the Pac-12 has just not really done that well financially the last decade plus. They signed a bad TV deal. Their uh, their Pac-12 network is struggling, and I think USC and UCLA being the two biggest name brands in that conference kind of saw the writing on the wall and uh, saw where the money was going in college football, and that's the SEC and the Big Ten, so off to the Big Ten they go. But um, just a really seismic shift. I mean, I think the move signals that um, the era of the Power Five is all but dead now, and we're going to move to... 16 20 team you know super conferences in the very near future because um you know it, to me it's unfathomable that you would move as the two biggest names in your old conference to your chief rival conference i mean these two conferences the Pac-12 and the Big 10 have been playing in the Rose Bowl for 100 years and yeah it's just it's yeah, stunning it's really yeah and I, I think more is to come I, i'm with avery i think the power think, five is dead i think we're going to see probably all these conferences change in some way we're going to see maybe like two or three conferences instead of what we had before so uh it's, you know just everything seems to be changing very quickly i think too the next domino to potentially fall is uh if they're going to make super conferences and, and things of those nature is you see maybe notre dame decide they want to be in a conference yeah you're yeah. right. That's a big one. That is a big one to fall because, again, they are independent. I thought it was funny, too. I saw a few funny tweets. Uh, one was, like, I hope Hawaii ends up in the ACC after all of this. <laughs> Another one I saw was, uh, what is UCLA and USC going to do when, you know, Iowa pulls out a fullback? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With three tight end sets. Uh, That's right. Yeah, but that move will become official in 2024, July 1st, 2024. Uh, today is Mark's exactly, first yeah. day in the Sun Belt as well, uh, as that move becomes official on the 1st of July. Uh, speaking of something else that happens on the 1st of July, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Uh, it's year 11 with Bobby Bonilla. Uh, the now 59-year-old Bobby Bonilla, who uh, played with the Mets, got an interesting contract. They bought out the contract, and the way only way it worked is if they would pay his salary in a delayed manner. That delayed manner means $1,193,248 dollars and 20 cents every july 1st from 2011 to 2035 so uh i believe he lives in florida too so he's getting all that money oh yeah he's got the greatest job in the world doesn't have to you know can just chill in his house do whatever go you know chill on the beaches in florida and get a million dollar check sent to him every july 1st that's that's the dream man you that know? is the dream i would i wish i wish i could be bobby Bonilla. just get <laughs> a million dollar check will. for doing nothing you know it's great. What a life. <laughs> well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Again, no show on Monday, July 4th. Happy July 4th. We'll enjoy the holiday off. But we'll be with you Sunday for some Berkeley Post 14 Hornets baseball. 1140 pregame show, radio TV, and WRNR TV on YouTube. 12 p.m. first pitch. Uh, the Nationals began a four-game holiday weekend series with the Marlins tonight. 605 
5.35 pregame show. Saturday, 4.05, 3.35 pregame show. Sunday was at 1.35. We'll try to join that one for you if we have time left after the Berkeley post-14 Hornets game. And then July 4th, an 11.05 a.m. first pitch due to July 4th holiday. That again, 10.35 pregame. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For our guest today, Chauncey Wimbush, uh, Shepherd Vice President for Athletics, for coming on. Thanks to him. For Avery Newport, Nick Verzalini, I'm Spencer Pui saying so long. We'll talk to you Sunday for some Berkeley Post-14 Hornets baseball or Tuesday for the Sports Mix. 